today is Stephen Cooper. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Stephen, and how you got started in horror writing. Uh, so yeah, my name's Stephen. I'm a extreme horror author who lives in Portsmouth in England. Uh, I was a script writer for a very long time, but that kind of didn't pan out. Uh, a few little things here and there were doing all right, but never quite broke through. Um, and yeah, everyone kept telling me I should write a book. And I was like, no, no, I love doing screenplays. It's fine. And then during the pandemic, kind of after exhausting doing everything else, I thought, you know what, I should sit down and write a book. And yeah, just absolutely loved it. Brilliant. So what got you started in the horror genre specifically? I don't know. I think I just kind of always, like, I watch a lot of film, like, a lot of film like tens of thousands of movies and like all kinds of genres but horror is the one that always kind of stuck out yeah and then when i started writing film scripts the first one i wrote was this like slice of life crime thing which was quite serious and to balance that i started writing this zombie film just as a kind of you know for some of the harder scenes in the other one i could fuck around in the horror stuff and mm. Yeah, I just really liked writing the horror script a lot more. And then I kind of wrote an exploitation script after that. And kind of hence why my name sort of came together. Yeah. And yeah, I just ended up writing horror after that. It wasn't planned. It wasn't like, oh, this is the genre I'm going to do. It was just a genre I felt very comfortable in. And I feel like horror, you can write every genre within horror. So if I want to do a Western, I can do it within horror and adventure and revenge and whatever else. So, yeah, just always liked it and felt natural doing it. There's no limitations. Is there in horror you can sort of like cross, cross genres as well within the subgenres? And Yeah, exactly. And there's no boundaries within what you can write. Like within film, again, I was always fascinated by movies that were banned or highly controversial they would always be the ones i'm like well i've got to see that now like even if it's shit i need to see what's going on and yeah horror kind of allows for that you can push the boundaries as much as possible yeah so you also you're the um maker of splatterploitation as well youtube channel mm. that's uh reviewing horror books if i remember correctly yeah splatterploitation was um kind of the name of everything I go under. It was sort of like Splatsportation Press is what I put my books under. And Splatsportation, my YouTube channel, started off reviewing reviewing kind of video nasties and sort of like Asian cinema and stuff. And then as I was reading a lot more, I started doing a monthly roundup of the extreme horror and splatpunk books I was reading. And those were the videos I was enjoying the most, but they were also the ones bringing in the kind of the bigger viewer numbers and at the start of this year, I kind of made a decision to switch to kind of almost exclusively sort of extreme horror, splatterpunk, indie underground horror, and kind of talk about the genres and review as many books as possible. And yeah, it's kind of started interviewing other authors as well for a podcast to go alongside it. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of grown nicely now. And I think I probably help kind of people discover new authors hopefully i'll try and cover as many different people on the channel as i can yeah that's the thing isn't there there's so many authors out there that are oh, recognized and people don't even know their books exist 
No, there's so, so many. Like I've just started doing a, something I've kind of dubbed as like 120 Days of Godless, where I'm trying to read 120 stories off the Godless website within 120 days. Yeah. And the idea behind it is just to try and read new authors kind of as a short form because you kind of have your favourites, right? And they've got like 10, 15 books and you want to read all of them, but you want to support as many people as possible and discover new authors as well. And yeah, so kind of the channel for me is a good way to do that. I can be like, oh, I've I've done a few videos on this person, so I'll leave that for a few months and try and discover a couple of other people. I'll purposefully kind of review big names for a, a week or two and then make sure afterwards I read books from people I've never read before and just try and keep that balance because there's so many fantastic authors out there. There is. I mean, I've had some fantastic authors on, well, all the authors that I've had on here are fantastic. <laughs> Um, but there are some that aren't really known. Um, so it's it's nice to actually speak to them and get their books out there coined off, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, absolutely. I you know, like I said I've tried to balance that on my own podcasts. I've had people like Carver Pike who kind of, you know, everyone would know, but I've also had people, three or four people that have released their first book this year and I try and kind of I try and balance that as much as I can because, you know, it's it's a nice community where you want to support everyone. Yeah, that's right. So going back to the writing, um, do you sort of like explore any particular themes or messages in your work? Um, a lot of my film scripts are always kind of identity, like people kind of just finding themselves a bit more. And I think there's still a fair bit of that within my writing now. Um but also there's a lot of film stuff in there, little Easter yeah. eggs or little kind of film things I like. Or in the case of the Abbey series, they're pure cinema, like they're a celebration of being movies. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it's more the idea of finding out who you are or struggling with who you are or putting your foot down and being like, this is who I am. Like that stuff always fascinates me. Brilliant. So are there any particular favourite tropes that you like to write about? Um, I don't know. I've sort of found myself writing a bit of um, home invasion stuff recently that just <laughs> it snuck into every book. Like Hack specifically had it, but then there was a scene in Addicted to Vengeance, and then the new one I'm writing now's got like a chapter as well of it. I don't know where that suddenly snuck in there, but yeah, that's almost becoming a bit of a trope for my writing, just by pure accident. You find yourself just drawn to writing that particular trope, or does it just appear in your work? I think it's probably. I'd say it's probably one of the things that maybe scares me the most. So it's something that just, yeah, just has kind of found its way into my work. Like my house was burgled when I was like in college, I think, and. Like we were all out it wasn't dangerous or anything but it really pissed me off like that invasion of privacy just stuck with me for a long long time i really wasn't happy with it and so anytime i kind of watch home invasion stuff so it's always when i get like angriest at certain characters yeah and yeah it's just a good way of exploring that within my writing like i just you know i kind of can gleefully write about the people doing the breaking and entering when really they're the ones I hate the most. Yeah. It's like an invasion of privacy though, isn't it? When when you get burgled. 
oh, it was horrible. I was such a private kid. Like, you wouldn't know anything about me. Like, even my closest friends wouldn't know too much. So the idea of someone having access to my room and just being able to rummage around my staff just infuriated me. Yeah, it's not a nice feeling. No, there was one little funny bit, which I haven't written into a book yet, but I probably will at some point, is um, they stole my pillowcases. And I was like, what, you know, what trolling little fucks? Like, who would do that? Like, I was getting really annoyed, like, if they were trying to, like, just, you know, like, just kind of embarrass me or whatever. But the police officer was like, no, no, they use them to carry things in. And I was like, oh, yeah. that makes sense. Like, that's actually quite clever, little fuckers. <laughs> but, yeah, that's clever. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been the most difficult scene that you've ever had to write? Uh, the middle chapter of Addicted to Vengeance. Um, that scene's horrible. And, yeah, I wasn't happy with myself writing that. Like, it elevates the book. I think it's what makes my it makes it my best book. I think it's my best writing. But, yeah, I was just disgusted with myself for that scene. It's not particularly gross. It is a bit gross, but it's, it's just what it means to the character and to the story. It was just a very, very mean scene that I had to kind of... It took me a lot longer to write than any of the other scenes in the book. Like every other chapter was done at relatively normal pace for me. But that one, I think I had to go over like seven, eight times instead of like three or four times. Yeah, I noticed that yesterday, because I've got you on Facebook, that you um, put a, a message on, well, updated your status saying uh, you disgusted yourself and you had to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was a... Yeah, that was an entirely different thing. That was um, that was a secret project I'm working on at the moment that I went a little too far with. I was just staring at the screen like, what did I just write? I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm just going to go and sit back and read. I don't do it too often. I'm not someone who writes a lot of gross up stuff or writes stuff that's like massively mean. Like there is a meanness in a lot of my books, but I don't set out to do it. Yeah. But this the thing I was writing yesterday is purposely meant to be horrible, and yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever find that you gross yourself out a lot when you write in extreme horror? I don't really gross myself out. I'm more, I'll say something flippant, and that would be when I'm like, oh, like, how could I do that? Like, it would just be, like, a couple of words. I'm just, like, like I've been so dismissive of someone's death in a scene, and that's the bit where I'm like, oh. I should have done that. But I'm like, oh, well, if it gets that reaction off me, then it will work in the book. Um, but yeah, the gross stuff doesn't bother me. Like when I wrote um, Golden Compass for the Ensuring Your Place in Hell book, like that's the grossest stuff I've ever written. And that was fine. I was a little bit worried I might get in trouble for some of the kind of racial yeah. stuff. But like it was all like humour to it. And I think people would understand that. And the same with the grossness. But yeah, it's when I'm dismissive of the violence, that's when I kind of feel a bit icky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you think has been your most popular book? Uh, outside of Ensuring Your Place in Hell, which I won't take credit for because there's two other amazing writers on that. Um, I think Hacks become Hack or the Rot. I think they're about neck and neck now. Um, the Rot was probably my most popular for most of the year, but the last month or two hacks done really well after a slow start and just, yeah, I think it's caught up. I think that's the two books that people probably 
know me more for now. Although not for children, it's done really well, but I barely consider it because it's a, such a smaller book. Yeah. Why do you think they've done better than the other books? Uh, the Rot was definitely the cover. Like, I love the premise. Like, I'm really proud of the premise. I mean, it's a great book, but the cover's amazing. Like, uh, Christy Aldridge done, like, an amazing job on it. And I think everyone was drawn to that. And I don't know if Hack, I'm not sure. Like I said, it started off quite slow and I was a little bit disappointed. And mm. the reviews were kind of quite mixed. And, yeah, then it's just suddenly started to kind of find a bit of its footing and do a bit better each month. And, yeah, I'm not sure. I think, like, it's a good concept. I think I've kind of twisted the home invasion thing really well within it. But I don't know how many people know that going in. I think something's attracted them to it, but I'm not sure what. Mm. So can you share any memorable feedback from a reader that stands out to you? Um, I think one of the best things I got, I can't remember how she phrased it, but... Um, Christine Pfeiffer, who does uh, reviews for Uncomfortably Dark, um, she kind of wrote about Addicted to Vengeance, saying it was like a kind of emotionally devastating, but kind of brutal or something along those lines. And like, that's my thing. Mm. Um, having read Hack as well, I think at the time. And I was kind of like, yeah, I guess I do have that. Like, I hadn't really thought of it in those terms. I do always have this big emotional twist at the most kind of inappropriate moment almost. And, yeah, I kind of quite like that. That kind of stuck with me. And it's something where I almost kind of look for it in my writing now. I don't purposely set out to do it, but I know it's going to be in there somewhere. It's obviously something that I do like to do. Brilliant. So what advice would you give to aspiring writers who want to break out into the horror genre? Uh, as cliche as it is, it's just to write. Like as self-publishing, like you've just got to write. And that's not meaning that you have to write at the speed of like Judith Sonnet or Brian Berry or Matt Shaw. Like, you know, like those, they put out incredible numbers so quickly and it's mm. amazing how they do it. But it's it's unrealistic for most people to be able to work at that high of a standard at that rate. But I think you've just got to, yeah, like you've just got to try and get as much out as you can. Like, like if it's two, three books a year, if it's four or five books a year, like whatever you think you're capable of, just go for it because it's, you know, it's a small cycle within self-publishing. I find after about two months, the books will start dipping and you kind of got to have the next one ready. But also each book should be an improvement on your last. So you're, you're sustaining sales while also getting better as a writer. Yeah, And it just keeps you more relevant. And again, you don't have to put out 75,000 word novels every month. That's impossible. Like, But if you do a novella, and then for the next month, maybe do a short story that's in an anthology or do something that you can put like a novelette on Godless or just little things that can just keep your name out there at all times. I think that's I think that's a good way to go. Yeah. So have you got any exciting projects, Stephen, that you're excited about? Uh, always. <laughs> kind of <laughs> unlimited ideas. Um yeah, the next one should be due out very soon, maybe within the next week. Um, then I'm working on a couple of collaborations, probably for early next year. 
And then I got a kind of series in my mind for a trilogy, but I think that's going to be a lot of writing. So I'm still trying to work out exactly how I'm going to do that, whether I'm just going to kind of disappear for six months or whether I'm going to try and get other stuff ready first and then be able to stagger it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the trilogy next year, if it does happen, which it should, I think will be some of my best stuff today. And yeah, I'm definitely very excited about that. Fantastic. So where can listeners find your books? And obviously, Splatterpoitation is on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, so the majority of my books, in fact, all of my books except one are on Amazon. Uh, the one that's not is a novelette called Elephant Cock, which is only on Godless, because I was pretty sure Amazon wouldn't go for that title. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Abbey books and Ensuring Your Place in How are both on Kindle Unlimited, and then the others are on paperback and uh, Kindle. And i got a Patreon that's got some short stories, which are exclusive to my Patreon, which I'll be adding to soon. And yeah, um, got my YouTube channel, Splatsploitation, which I said reviews, uh, plenty of stuff, uh, extreme horror and splatpunk. Um, but also I have uh, first chapter read views of my own books on there and chat about some of my own work and try and promote others. And yeah, the podcast as well, which is the Splatsploitation Book Club, which oh. is... Um, Again, chatting to other authors about books that they like rather than their own. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Stephen. Thank you very much for your time and for accepting my invitation. No problems. It's been fun chatting. You're very welcome.